and welcome back to the Sticks Beef Cast Pod. What? Yes, the Sticks. only cast pod in the web enters for your ass mothers. Yes, I like your mother's ass. Nice and voluptuous. <laughs> and the cellulite just ripples across my finger. Wow. There you go. <sighs> yes, folks, this is wrestling, but wrestling in reverse today. Yes. We are a little bit bass backwards. We are completely bass backwards. And that means that shit's gonna be funky. Starting funky. with the Funktacular Galactic Get Down Pasty. Oh yeah. This just the... uh just think, just think. In one month from today, the Four Galactic Get Down will be over. Four weeks, it's scary. Scary. I'm never ready, and then when I get there, I'm all in. But I'm never ready beforehand. Oh no, nope. Yes, folks, Galactic Get Down. If you've listened to us at all, you know exactly what this is. But for those of you who maybe haven't, of course, it is the one, the only outer space themed music and camping festival held at the Outback Ranch in the amazing Houston, Minnesota. Yes, you can get there July 18th, and it runs through the 28th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Through the Come 20th, check it out. July 18th through 28th, 10 days is a little much. I don't think we can handle that. 18th through the 20th, 20th. Sounded like 28th. 20th. Sounded like 28th. And you know what? I'm, I'm Now I'm starting to worry about those numbers that you said you knew. <laughs> you told me you knew numbers going into this, and now I'm kind of worried. Should have went with A, B, C, and D, I think. Damn it. Anyways, folks, of course, as always, hosted by your funky friends, Dead Larry. And you get to see some amazing musicians. Zach Deputy, Zach Deputy. That one guy. Cass Haley, Heatbox, Frogleg, Smokin' Joe, Regrim, Space Monkey Mafia, The Lowest Pair, Chase McKay, Luminos, Tony Tree Thompson. Tyrini, Jeremy Beeman, Fishbin Jeffrey, Sammy Danger Strings, and so many more folks. Yes, this is going to just be amazing. It's going to be insane, and you've heard us talk about it so much. Wouldn't it be nice to hear one of the creators of the festival talk about it themselves? I think that would be amazing, but how, how would you ever get to hear that? Well, you can hear that streaming across all major streaming platforms on Get Local Minnesota. We're back, baby. Back and better than ever. Yes, indeed. This week I sat down with Jess Seahorses of Seahorse Productions, one-third of the powerhouse that brings to you the Galactic Get Down each and every year. It's worth a listen. Go check it out. And that one-third... Or that full three include Seahorse Productions, as mentioned, Vicarious Visions, and of course your funky friends, Dead Larry. And that is non-living Lawrence to you. <laughs> you know, I think non-living Lawrence would like a custom tee from Quality's T-shirt company, don't you? I think they could. I think they would. <laughs> we should start a Dead Larry co cover band called Non-Living Lawrence. <laughs> we could do I'd that. I'd be down. We got the mustache. That's Between true. the two of us. Everybody's Mark. That's, that's, 
We're just all Mark. We're all do. Marks here on B Six Podcast. I mean, shit. Damn right. That's right. Qualities T-shirt company, Wilmer, Minnesota. That dude's saint has got you taken care of with all your custom tees, sublimation needs, heat transfer, and vinyl and decals. Both of them, folks. Special gifts, sports team shirts, shirts for your weddings, search for your merch, anything you want, you don't gotta search. Hit up that dude's saint at Qualities. And if you can't find it there, you can find it at Monsterware. They got you on your small run or bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, along with custom graphics and logo design services offered. Monsterware Clothing is your one-stop shop for the shit you drop guap on your crop top. Yeah. Glassware jerseys. I want to try a glassware jersey. It doesn't sound comfortable, but it sounds like it looks cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's the biggest thing in the NFL. Glassware jerseys, they love them because then when the pucks hit, bounce off of them, it just shatters. And then they can have fights shirtless. It, it draws in the women fans. There you go, buddy. Yes. There you go. And folks, as we try to do around here, we don't get it every week, but we're trying to bring it pretty weekly. We have This Week in Pro Wrestling History. And this one is a pretty monumentous one. We, we were going through, and there's a lot of stuff that happened this week that were pretty cool. And there was a uh, NWA title win that almost took the spot. But no, I think this one this one was big, pasty, humongous. Folks, back on June nineteenth, two thousand two, NWA Total Nonstop Action debuted with a live pay per view event. From the Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama. I didn't Home. know Braun Strowman already had a building named after him way back in You didn't in know it, but you do now. And, of course, huh. Huntsville, Alabama is home of everybody's favorite podcaster, even more popular than us, Conrad Thompson. <laughs> the card was the Flying Elvises, which consisted of Jimmy Yang, Jorge Estrada, and Sonny Sakai. And they defeated Jerry Lynn, Loki, and AJ Styles. We also had a midget bout with Teo defeating Hollywood, the Johnsons defeating Cowboy James Storm and Psychosis. I love the Johnsons. Oh, man, I know you do. I love the Dups, and the Dups defeated Joey Matthews and Christian York. By the way, Christian York is an amazing talent, and I don't know what he's doing now, but very underrated, never got a big break, uh, just awesome. Then there was the main event, the Gauntlet for the Gold which was a series, it was basically a gauntlet. One man came in and wrestled and pinned, and they kept coming in until the final one. Ken Shamrock ended up winning, and all the contestants were Jeff Jarrett, Buff Bagwell, Lash LaRue, Norman Smiley, Apollo, K-Crush, who some might know of K-Quick from WWE, Slash, Del Rios, not Alberto Del Rio, but Del Rios, Justice, Conan, Rick Steiner, Malice, who was the wall in WCW, Scott Hall, Chris Harris, Devin Storm, who was Crowbar in WCW, ECW's Steve Carino, the aforementioned Ken Shamrock, Brian Christopher, Jerry Lawler's son, and he, um, Ken Shamrock won by pinning Malice to become the NWA champion. There was not a TNA championship belt at this time. And who would have thought back then that all these years later, Impact is still going and, and somewhat thriving? Yeah, yeah. They've, they've kind of taken a bit of a bruising here in the late 
But they'll they'll be back. They're not going anywhere. They're that herpes case you got at 16 years old in the backseat of the Winnebago that you'll never get rid of. The Winnebago? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, giggity, giggity. <laughs> Reference. Huh. <sighs> well, Pasty, you got any more to talk about before we get into uh, wrestling in reverse? Well, I mean, we got some top news. We've made some big deals out of some things in the past. And something was brought to the light this morning. That if we don't bring it up, I think uh, some people might be pretty angry at us. Well, bring it up, son. Bring it up. Apparently, a video of Ricochet finger-banging his own booty has leaked on the interwebs. Now that's what I call wrestling in reverse. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> I gotta say, I uh, I didn't run to the internet to do research this time. <laughs> but I have seen it literally everywhere, plastered across the internet. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, I haven't seen it, but it, it is a rumor. And uh, some say there's proof. And, and that par- the proof it. is apparently floating around Twitter. But Ricochet was uh, in a pretty comp- compromising position. Fingering his butthole. Man, this reeks of Brad Maddox all over it. Is he back it somehow? Is he like, did he find his way backstage? <laughs> Trying to nourish and bring up upcoming stars in his sick, twisted fantasy-like ways. <laughs> Right? Yeah, you just, you don't know. And as we've said before, I mean, yeah. Video starts with Ricochet. I just wanted to make it a bit bigger for you. (laughs) (laughs) This this definitely should. I mean, obviously, like we've said with the women and everything else, I mean, it's an invasion of privacy. It isn't cool. They shouldn't do it. No. But, yeah, this is um, ringside news kind of broke it. And, um. Yeah, if anybody uh, has the video, <laughs> email it to us. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm curious. I just yeah. want to see it. I want to see if it's legit. If it just stumbled like, its way in front of me, I'd probably watch it. You know, this is, but talk, I about a, talk about the finger poke of dooms. <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, that's just, that's, yeah. That's the, the stinky finger poke of doom. <laughs> He needs to uh, start a tag team with the first uh, NXT UK Women's Champion, Tony Storm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Woo! So there you go, folks. You can add Ricochet to the list of wrestlers who have had personal, private videos leaked online that were of a sexual manner. Yes. I mean, maybe it wasn't a sexual manner. Maybe there was just, like, some uh, toilet paper stuck up in there, and he was trying to get it out. And, you know, you can't see your own ass. Right. So he was using the video on his phone <laughs> to see it. So he's like, oh, it's oh, I'm trying to get it. It's really bad. Oh. And he didn't know he pressed record, but it did. I mean, let's not jump to conclusions here, Pasty. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's got the prostate back there. You can milk your prostate all day long and... That's not my cup of tea, but if it is yours, all for it. What I want to know is why would you videotape yourself doing it? Unless you intended for it to get out. 
What I thought was great was when X-Pac tweeted him saying, bro, just take it easy, all right? It can go too far. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Uh, well, it's good times. Nope, I had to bring it up, otherwise uh, we'd be sexist, I think. Well, you got to bring it up no matter who it is. If it's wrestling-related, we got to talk about it. Yes, indeed. And this is wrestling-related. <laughs> it is wrestling in reverse. Which is what we are going to be doing in a brand new game we have never done here before, Pasty. It's time to play the game. It is. The game is called Wrestling in Reverse. And what we have here, folks, is we have a selection of wrestlers' theme songs. I know what they are. Pasty does not. He is going to play them. And he has to try to guess (coughs) whose theme song it is. Seems simple, right? The twist is, the songs are playing in reverse. Ooh, who would have guessed? And folks, we want you to play along at home as well. Sit and listen to it. You'll listen to it at the same time as Pasty. And uh, see if you can figure them out. Pasty, the one rule is, you have to listen to the entire clip before you answer. Not a problem. And, um... I got him split up into 15 seconds, 30 seconds, and 60 seconds in case he struggles. But, you know, all cards on the table here, folks. I picked some of the simplest ones for the very first game. So I'm pretty sure Pasty's going to have this down. I think it's pretty simple. Even if you didn't take it easy on me, I, being the music guy, I, I would take 15 across the board, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, not only are you the music guy, but, you know... You definitely don't toot your own horn. You're no. not conceited at all. No. Very, yeah. No. I don't play a horn. I play the bass. He plays the bongo. Slap of the bass. All right, Pasty. I'm so bad at accents, I can't even do the fake bad accent wrong. <laughs> right. Right. It's terrible. Let's play the first 15-second <laughs> clip. I know you'll get this one. You'll get it right away. But like I said, just yeah, let the whole 15-second clip play and then give us your answer, Pasty. Of course, here we go. Ah, that would be a macho man, Randy Savage. You are correct. Pomp and circumstance. Macho man, Randy Savage's original theme music very good pasty very good that was a simple one to start out with simple one now let's move on to uh number two Eh, not not quite as big not quite as famous not heard by as many folks but um i think you'll get this one too go ahead and play number two I like that I got to hear that backwards for the first time when it was backwards in the first place. This is, uh, this is, this, I'm, I might fuck this up just because of the range, but this is the brood or viscera. That is not correct. No. Surprisingly. God damn it. Who is it? I, I know the song. I could sing. I, da, 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 da. It is. You did number two, right? Yes. Okay. 
It is Harlem Heat. Oh. It is Harlem Heat's WCW theme music. Okay. That that totally reminded me of something else. <laughs> I don't know. There's some 666s there that were obviously backwards in the first place. Well, it says ice, 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 cold, cold, cold. Oh. Ah. Oh. There you go. That is ice cold, Harlem Heat's first music. <laughs> you um, got me there. There you go. Well, this one, this next one w- would have been the one I would assume that you might not get. Um. So, but you've surprised me in the past, especially with uh, big balls. You've surprised well, me with I big, big balls, balls basically. All day. Yeah. So play this next one. This is probably the least known out of all of them on this list. Knock it out, buddy. Let's see what you got. All right. Well, that wasn't even music. (laughs) It was. Uh. In fact, Pasty, it was a single that played on the radio charts. What? Crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. I think I think if it's okay, we may have to go the thirty second route. Knock a thirty seconder out, pasty. Knock a thirty All seconder right. out. Let's see. Still at a total loss. Do you want to go for 60 or do you just want to know what it is? I don't think you'll get it with 60. I don't think I'm going to get it with 60 either. When I didn't get it with the guitar, I don't think I'm going to get it. It is Bad Street USA, the Freebirds anthem, and often called the very first intro music in pro wrestling. Oh, shit. Yes, which was a single on the charts. (laughs) That's awesome. So, I, like I said, that was the one I threw in. I was like, God, I'm throwing a, a couple lobbers here. I got to put in one that. Yeah, I like a good curveball. You, you would know what it is when I, you know, you know the song when I tell you it, but I I didn't recognize it when I heard it in reverse, and I knew what it was. Hey, you know me. I, I got big balls on the brain. I like a good curveball. I hear you. Yes. Next up, we got number four, Pasty. Number four. Let's see. <laughs> I had this one in the first few seconds. <laughs> but especially at the end, you, oh, yeah. it's easy. And it? Yeah, yeah. But like as soon as it played, I'm like, that guitar is only one thing. That's that's the shield or Roman Reigns. I was going to say, it could be either or, but when you get to the end, then you know for sure which one right. it is. Which yeah. one is it? Shield. There you go, the shield. I love how it sounds with them saying Sierra, Hotel, Echo, India. Like, that sounds cool in reverse. Hey, reverse talk is always awesome. I know, it's awesome. Just ask Missy Elliott. Ask Insane Clown Posse. and built yeah. a whole career out of it. Yeah. I uh, mean, magnets, how do they work? I don't know. 
They Isn't never it told so me. Sad? Isn't it so sad that will forever be the legacy of them now? <laughs> like, they've they've done so much. No, what's really s- sad is they, they literally, in the media's eyes, they went from that to hip-hop legends. Because <laughs> now every That's everywhere sad. this year, every, every magazine's calling them hip-hop legends. They've been around oh, forever. Wow. Like, holy shit. You, what? <laughs> Just because of the magnets. It's all about the magnets, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, Pasty. You ready for this one? Johnny Five is alive. Johnny Five, this is a howler, baby. You're going to get this one. All right. Oh, man. Oh, I know that. That's some Attitude Era shit, if I'm not mistaken. I will say it was in the Attitude Era. I will also say it wasn't on the Attitude Era side. It was on the other side. (laughs) There's two sides. Well, there was New York and there was Atlanta. This wasn't coming out of New York. This was coming out of Atlanta. Are you you picking up what I'm dropping, buddy? (laughs) It's not WWE, it yeah, was WCW. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here I, we go. Just, I'm trying to... I, I, yeah. Well, this is going to be easy, he says. I, I, I know he doesn't very, know WCW. I thought you would get it at the very end. Uh, that one was kind of, I thought was kind of obvious at the very end. It, it, it sounds very familiar, but... You want to go for a 30 second? I think I'm going to give it a I shot. I think you'll yes. get this. I think you will. All right. at home screaming oh, what it is at you right now. I know. This is what this was one of the biggest theme songs at the time. It's local. okay I mean, in this in no this genres. revolution I won't be the, the, the guy who sits and, and praises WWE the whole time. So. <laughs> right. I'll make up for my sins. Oh definitely. But this was a huge this was no jobbers here. It was a group pasty. A was, group. So this was NWA. Um Easy E was never in wrestling. <laughs> NWO. I'm sorry. If it was NWO, what NWO might it be? That would be Wolfpack. Pasty got it. Okay. You nailed yeah, it. Yeah, you gave me the hints. Bonus points if you can say who uh, who sang the theme song. Um. Coolio. No limits. Own C murder. Oh, C murder. See murder, who um ironically ended up going to jail for murder. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> real, and it's kind of hard to fucking get yourself out of that right. one when you're on stage. <laughs> Would the defendant see murder take the stand? Oh fuck! <laughs> and I shot him twice dead in the chest. <laughs> Hid the gun in a garbage can behind Dairy Queen on First Street. <laughs> Right. That's this is not admissible in court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like fucking uh, uh. if I did it by OJ. 
literally confessed and, and made money off it. All right, moving into number six. You, you should get this one. I know you're a huge fan of this 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 wrestler. All right. I'm, I'm hoping you're going to pull out some more WCW deep cuts. Not that that last one was a deep cut. I just couldn't place it. Right. Oh, I hear you. All right, let's go. God, it's somehow more depressing than Saudi Arabia. It is. Hearing it in reverse. That's The Undertaker. That is not correct. No? That is not correct. No? That is not correct. Woo! 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 Um, this is a song from the Attitude Era, but this particular wrestler um, has stayed relevant up until even just recently, and you could say they're still rele- relevant right now, although they're not currently on a uh, weekly product. But they've stayed stayed relevant for a long time. You want to hit the thirty second and kind of go I'm with some of those? Go 30, those... Yeah. Uh, All right, buddy. such a hard time uh mankind had a weird ass fucking orchestral kind of theme song for a while didn't he he did it's not him though it's not god i'm bad at this you said i was gonna i think you're better than you think you are if you just (sighs) if you just commit to to the answer i mean do this for all of mankind pasty i think you know the answer you just wouldn't commit to it okay mankind yeah, okay. it's mankind. There okay. you go. Well, I said it. See, just give it to me well, when I say it. Well, no, you said it was not mankind. That's why I was trying to go. You're like, it's not mankind. It's like what? Oh, good job. Here it's you go. It's funny yeah. how much his his theme song in reverse sounds like Undertaker's theme song. Well, you know, and and I think your mind also puts those two together because they were always so frequently. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it is. You, you you don't think about. I I've never once sat back and thought about or looked up mankind's old theme song to listen to it no <laughs> and to be honest when i watch old um kane matches a lot of times when i hear the music i think undertaker and then it's like oh shit no that's mm-hmm. kane obviously it's kane's music but my head goes to undertaker right yeah away. and i would have said kane there too but i didn't hear any guitar and i know there's always some kind of a guitar right you're doing good, Pasty. You're I'm, doing good. I, I'm, I'm doing. glad that it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. I thought you were just going to be like this, 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 this. So I, I like that there's a little challenge to it. Hey, I got to give it some play. It, it helps for the listeners, too, I think. I think so. I think so. Let us know in the comments as we head into number seven. Number seven. that 
God damn it. That ending was so blatant. I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say up. the like ending. It's so you should, obvious. The ending should give it away right away. Because uh, obviously, folks, the ending is the beginning of the song. Right. Since it's in reverse. Um, yeah, that ending. You can go to 30 seconds again just to hear it again. The ending is what's going to The ending give it away is the giveaway. You, and, and It is. Okay, it is. I'm going to give two answers. I'm just going to give two answers because I think I'm, I know one of them is right. Okay. Uh, 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 I'll let you know if one of them's right, and then you have to then you have to pick one. Brock Lesnar. And, That's two answers. And Ryback. Okay. Well, one of those is correct. And it's Brock Lesnar. Damn right. Uh huh. <laughs> you're the man, yeah. Pasty. You're the man. I was thinking. I was thinking Ryback throughout, and then the beginning hit, and I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> That's, That's not right. Okay. Number uh, eight, Pasty is uh. This is what, this isn't a current one. This is one from a little while back. Not too far back. I mean, you were watching. You knew what was going on. But this one has recently had a resurgence. Oh, I like a resurgence. Yeah. Let's see what's inside door number eight. that jeff jarrett that is jeff jarrett with my baby tonight <laughs> good job pasty featuring the road dog yes indeed i mean technically it's the road dog singing it but yes it is jeff jarrett's music so there you go potentially you were correct it, it could definitely be somebody else playing the guitar <sighs> it was road dog singing it. <laughs> yep all right uh, this next one pasty there's there's no the next two. There's no way you're not getting them. Okay, I, I ended it pretty soft. Watch me fall right on my. And face. I got one. I got one from. Uh, I'm not going to say which which order it is, of these last two. But I got one from a classic era and one from the current era. All right, let's. But uh, I think it would be. Uh, I, I'm going to give you some shit if you get either of these wrong. All right, let's just say that. All right, let's let's get into it with number nine. <laughs> That's Ronda Rousey. That is Bad Reputation, Ronda Rousey's current theme song. Performed by Joan Jett. This is a good one. Very good one. Really, really easy to pick out. It sounds almost the same forwards and backwards. (laughs) Yep, yep. that's what happens when you put two notes in a song. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now this uh, next one, there's no way you're not getting this one. This is pretty much a gimme, but uh, but but, tee off, buddy, number ten. All right. That's so slow. So slow. Oh man! Why is it slow? Uh, no, I mean just the song in general. Uh, I'm gonna go for thirty seconds. I might, I oh, might let you wow. down here. I might let you down here. I don't think you wait. Will. Not once you get the thirty wait, seconds. Wait, that's real American. Oh 
Oh, he got uh-huh. it. It took he a second. He got it. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> real American. That sounds very yes, different sir. backwards. It uh, well because you know it starts out with the talking. You know, I am a real American, and it sounds different in reverse. It sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Almost sounds like a chant. Like you could put that in a horror movie and it would fit right in. Right. It could be. It can be like the next Us movie, except it'll be called Hogan. Could be. It could wake up the Necronomicon. I said it right the second time. Yes. I almost said Necrocomicon, <laughs> which would be awesome. It's like a Comic Con for dead people. Maybe it's just like a zombie Comic Con. There you go. A Zombicon. Zombicomicron. Is Zombicon better? Abercombicron. No, we're not doing that one. <laughs> oh, that was bad. a good Pasty, game. Pasty, you aced the game. You aced the game. Pasty, I hope you enjoyed this. Fans listening at home, I hope you enjoyed it. Hell, I hope you all Definitely did better than I did. Hit up Facebook. Send us an email at uh, beefsticks, uh, beefstickspodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. And uh, and let us know what you thought about it, how you did. Um, give us some ideas for ones to do in the future. Like I said, most of these I did ones that are that are pretty infamous. Obviously, no, none of them from wrestlers you've never heard of. Right, obviously. Right. And as we go, we're gonna pick different ones and harder ones. And you know, the next time we do this, it's gonna be Pasty getting the songs for me. So Fat Max gonna be on there. And seeing how Pasty did now, I'm kind of scared because he is better at hearing music than I am. So, I'm I'm ah, I'm I'm scared. We'll see. Really scared. We'll see. After being in the hot seat, I think I might have to adjust how how I come at this. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun to come back. And I think if we do this a third time, then I think we go back and forth. Uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I just I just figured right away the first game mm-hmm. we'll knock it out. But I like the back and forth too, like five each. Yes, I like that very much. Blam! I suppose we still got a show to do, huh? Huh? What? What? What's that? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I I had left. I thought we were done. <laughs> yes. Un- oh shit! Uh, right. Unfortunately. It's time for WWE stomping ground predictions, folks. Oh, as of this recording, there's still about a third of the tickets not sold yet. That's awful. That is just awful. And I, again, we haven't been, been watching the product, and I don't pay too much attention to the pay-per-views. But I was seeing a thing on one of the Facebook pages that like a lot of these are just rematches that we've already seen in pay-per-views. So, yeah. Yep. Which I believe. Yeah. I this guess. is. It's just. It's not a. Not a great card. Nothing jumps out to you. This. No. This would have been back in the day. This would have been one of those WWE in your house shows. Yeah. Where it was like in between the real pay per views. I mean, and they only sold it for fifteen bucks. They last check, they still had ten thousand seats available, and they were giving away tickets. Uh, buy one get one free. So yeah. they're trying. And, and to be fair, I mean, this pay-per-view only costs 10 bucks, so that's even cheaper than in your house. So, again, you, you can't you can't dog them for that. But, well, we talked about it last week, Pasty, with the huge success of Double or Nothing and, and them pulling all out and with them, uh, no pun intended, um, <laughs> and them going on to live TV and f- 
in uh, the fall, why wouldn't they be putting their best foot forward right now? So, and Pasty, this is wrestling in reverse. I say we start with the main event and go up to the starter matches. Hey, why not? What do you say? Actually, let's start with the tiebreaker. Hey, that's a good idea. This week's tiebreaker is brought to you by myself, Pasty. And it is, will Bray Wyatt interfere in any match? I left the choice, of course, up to Mac. And I said yes. That's not what it says on the paper. Oh, that's right. I said no. (laughs) (laughs) I said yes, therefore. I mean, he's got to be making his in-ring debut anytime now. Yeah. Now that's WWE's thinking. Now let me pull back and say Fat Max thinking, and I think I even mentioned this last week, keep him out of the fucking ring. Let him go six months just doing backstage shit in these skits and just build his character so it's amazing when he comes back. I think even with what he's built up so far, it's going to be lackluster when he comes to the ring. See, and I want it to be kind of lackluster in the first place because I don't want him to come in hot. I want him to come in, but I want him to hear the, the heel side of his glove. And I want him to come in as a face and then work as a face for a while and then snap and get the hurt glove going. And then, okay. you know. But they, they risk losing the fans doing that. Ah. I, I, like, I mean, I see the storytelling. I, mean, I definitely see the storytelling. If he came you, out and saved Kofi risk... from, like, Brock Lesnar or some shit, you know what I mean? That, that you yeah. could you could have something there where like and then he turns on him or it doesn't even necessarily have to be could. Kofi but like I, that's what I want to see. I guess he could so, come in um, hurt first, but I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing that kind of back and forth uh, along the lines of the Bray Wyatt character. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they they follow through with this. Um, so moving on, we have the main event, or at least. What WWE has listed as the last one. The lame event. We've mentioned, we've mentioned in the past, and we'll mention this time again, this is not necessarily the order it's going to be on pay-per-view. I don't know why we have to fucking tell you that, because WWE doesn't even know what order it is before the damn show <laughs> starts. But just as a precursor, this is not necessarily the order they're going to be in. This is the order that the company has listed them in. With that being said, we have a Universal Championship match with a guest referee to be picked by Baron Corbin. As of this recording, Pasty, I haven't seen that he's picked anybody he, he yet. He did so. pick a, a guest referee. I can't really remember who it was. Seth Rollins snapped to beat the shit out of him with a chair. So they're not able to be the guest referee at the time. Okay. So it so is still up be... in the air, but yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, Pasty, uh, I'm going to let you go. What do you got? Uh, Rollins? It's uh, Baron Corbin Rollins. here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the guest referee could. The guest referee gives you a little hesitation to where, yeah, something could be funky, but you can almost see, especially with what you just said, because I already thought about this before I even heard about what you said. As as happens so many times, you could see that his guest referee end up not being able to do it and then somebody who's pro Seth comes in or somebody mm. who is completely neutral comes in and calls it down the line and Seth defeats the It's going to be Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it's the, it's the Michael-y. So we're both going with Seth Rollins retaining the championship. Yes. Next up, what I'm hoping is going to be a really good match. Probably the only great match on the card. Yep. Unfortunately, it really won't matter in the end. No, 
It won't. And that's the Steel Cage WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston as your champion versus Dolph Ziggler. Man. Um, this one, again, is kind of predictable. It just makes me sad that they brought him back for Saudi Arabia to lose, and then they're like, hey, why don't you stay and lose some more, loser? They Remember a while back when Dolph Ziggler... No, that wasn't... Was that? Yeah, that was Dolph Ziggler. He won the IC title. Yep, and then gave it up. And then he just gave it up, and then he came back wanting titles, and then he just keeps... Like, for a second, you thought... They do that to you. This is yeah. the old dangle the carrot. It's, it's an old trick. They've done it for years. They dangle the carrot right in front of you, and when you're about to bite it, whoop, pull it back up. Right. And they're right now, they're expecting the everybody to be like, oh, Dolph could actually beat Kofi. No. No, it won't happen. But it should be a good match. These two can both put yeah. on. These two can both sell. Mm. These two are both super athletic, and in a cage format, neither one of them do I think of immediately when I say cage match. But when I seen they're both in a cage match, I was like, oh, this could be intriguing. So uh, obviously, I'm going with the Jamaican from Ghana, Africa, Kofi Kingston. Yes, and I'm right on board with you there. And then before that match, you might see. Raw Women's Championship match. The man, Becky Lynch, defending her title against the woman, Lacey Evans. Yes, indeed. I said it was time before and I was wrong, but I say it is time now. Lacey Evans is going to take that belt, Becky. Hope Seth is enough man for you. Um... I, I disagree. I think Lacey Evans is great and I think she's getting a great push. Uh, me personally, everybody on the roster, she's not the first in line to take it from Becky, in my personal opinion. Not that WWE cares about that. It doesn't. But I do think WWE sees dollar signs all over Becky, and I think they're not going to take two belts off her when she only has one left. But she's so good Becky chasing. Retains. She is. She's awesome chasing. And, and that's where you make your money. But I think WWE has, I definitely think WWE has forgotten that. Yeah, yeah is what it seems like from what they've shown us. So I'm I'm sticking with the old Bexter. Bexter's Laboratory. <laughs> uh, coming in just before that, potentially. Probably not, because they'll probably split them up. I would uh, hope they would. At number six, SmackDown Women's Championship match. That's your champion, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss, who was not cleared to compete at... Money in the bank. So, everything about this tells me Alexa Bliss should win, even what I want to happen. <laughs> but this is the environment where AEW is happening, where WWE is trying to stranglehold a lot of wrestlers, and where Sasha Banks is promoting AEW events on her Twitter line. And Sasha being not only an on screen but real life BFF of Bailey. I think WWE is going to try to keep Bailey happy. And I think they are going to bribe her by keeping the championship on her, which I think was a bribe in the first place. Yeah, you know, I think so too. They did the same thing with uh, the revival. Yeah. And she does. She, Bailey deserves it. She was long overdue. She deserved it in better fashion than she's gotten mm -hmm. it. It's been lackluster. And again, I'm just reading. I'm not watching. So maybe it is amazing when you see it live. <laughs> uh, from all the feedback I've heard, it's not. No. 
But uh, anyways, yeah, that's what I'm going with, Bailey. Yep. Who I love. I think I think Bailey's going to keep it. I I mean, WWE could be WWE and, and just take it from her like they have so many times in the past. But yeah. uh, Alexa Bliss is kind of damaged goods, and Bailey's good to go. And if you keep her happy, she'll stay in your company. Maybe. Maybe. We hope so. They don't. They just. I. They know they don't want to lose both her and Banks. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's. That's true. Uh. Oh. Uh. Back you, to the Bray what, Wyatt tip for just one second. Did you hear about this new gosh. theory going around? Um. That. That. The. Um. Pasty. Do you want to just fucking wait till it comes okay. up at the end of the show? Okay. I can do that. Or do you want to fucking blow your load right I now? I like to blow my load. You're you are a load blower. That's that's for sure. I've heard about your loads being blown. Yeah. So, um, next up we have the uh, meh, Roman Reigns. This is the only the only uh, match without a title or gimmick. <laughs> actually, the only match without a title. It's been the case for Roman Reigns since his comeback. Actually. And that's the thing. They're not giving him the title, but they're still, like, on a card where there's so many amazing wrestlers who aren't even on the card, and it's all championship matches. He still gets a match <laughs> because he's Roman Reigns. But he's that a mid-carder a now. It makes the difference. No, he's his own championship. Give him the old fucking cancer yeah, belt. Leukemia. The leukemia strap. Yeah. Oh, it's just a hospital so got... bracelet that he wears on his wrist. <laughs> So, anyways, I guess I should say what the fuck the match is. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. McMahon's current golden boy versus McMahon's former golden boy. That's kind of cool when you think about it. Yeah, until you think about the fact that this is the second time they've done this match on a pay-per-view that wasn't for a championship already since like, Roman's been back. and um... Don't even remember them doing it before. <laughs> Was it just the last pay-per-view? Uh, no, I don't think it was the last pay-per-view. I think it was oh. before that. It was his first, like, shit back was him versus Drew. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, then you knew he was And we thought for sure that for sure. then it was they were did it to put Drew over, and they didn't yeah. put Drew over. So this time, for the love of God, Drew. <laughs> you know, Roman has nothing to lose, and Drew has so much to gain. Drew McIntyre. It's not going to be long is... before he's back in leather pants if, if they don't hurry up and do something with him. Why, he's such a fucking amazing talent. There's no reason. When they brought him back after being a champion over in Impact Wrestling, which I know they, they shit on, but whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. Drew Galloway, as he was known back then, was just awesome and was owning main events and looked like a star and acted like a star. And when they brought him back, you thought that's why they brought him back. They were like, oh, shit, we missed the boat on him. And now they've turned him into another, um, oh, what the fuck did they bring A-Train back as? They, Tenzai. They made him one of them. Tenzai, yeah, he's just another Tenzai. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, he's doing so good in another promotion, we're going to hire him to make him a mid-carter because we just don't want him making money for that promotion. But with that being said, I I gotta just hope like hell he gets it. Drew McIntyre, yeah. why not? It's gotta give he him should. the fucking win. Just... Give him the win. Give him the win. Give him the horns. <sighs> Coming potentially before that, 
but probably on the pre-show. <laughs> uh, they've been keeping them off the pre-show lately, which has been pretty nice. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship. Tony Nese puts his belt on the line against Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak in a triple threat match. Ooh, they're threatening the triples. Yes, indeed. I, as you're going to see... It's the abs, right? Picks, it's the abs. It's the abs. Um, as you're going to see with my picks going forward, I don't see WWE Stomping Grounds as a place to change any no, titles. It's a, it's a fucking house show. They just did a house show in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> now they got to do a house show in the States. So, I am, uh, I'm saying Tony Nese takes this. I am waiting for the the moment that they pull the trigger on Akira Tozawa, but I don't think they're going to. I, I've been waiting for that for a he, long time. I, so many times on the podcast have I, ah, 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 for no, no yeah. reason. Um, but I recently watched NXT again for the first time in a while, and I saw a brilliant submission match, which was Drew Gulak versus the newly NXT Kushida, and it was fan-fucking-tastic. From start to finish, everything you could want in a submission match outside of WWE, inside of WWE, oh my god, go watch it. Well, you can't go wrong with the time splitter Kushida. I mean, he's just just so amazing of a talent. But because of that match, I'm going Drew. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm down with that. You're picking two Drews in a row, That's buddy. Right. You realize that, right? They don't like having two Drews go over at the same time. Do Drew too. Do They're lucky Drew. they haven't taken a Drew away from one of them because they don't like people having the same first name at a time. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember who it was now, but somebody came into WWE and it was going to be Steve. And there you go. I already got a Steve. <laughs> Steve Austin. You can't be Steve. <laughs> well, motherfucker, I'm Steve. I'm sorry. Did you know that multiple people have Did the same first name? Did he do it to Steve Ammo? Oh my God. Speaking of first names. This is completely unrelated to anything, and it's only going to take a couple seconds. <laughs> I just read an article today about a woman who got her doctorate, a PhD, right? That's not amazing. Women are super smart and, and awesome. The woman's legal name, and her parents must have not only been fucking druggies, but just hated their child. Her legal name was Marijuana Pepsi. <laughs> Her last name was like Johnson or something, but Marijuana Pepsi Johnson. So she is now Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. That's awesome. Who the fuck would name her? I don't know. I, I'd be pissed being named Pepsi. I would too. But good for her for, for achieving the goal. She got her master's and then she kept on going and she got a PhD in education. And now she showed her, I'm sure she's rubbing it in her parents' face because I'm assuming she don't talk to her fucking parents. <laughs> right. And she is now Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. <laughs> So, there you go. A rose by any other name, folks. Yes, indeed. We got the United States Championship match coming up here now. We got the man, the machine, the Samoan Joe versus the rapid fire bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Look out. If you blink, you'll miss him. Rico. <clears throat> we don't want to mention anything else. Shay. <laughs> oh, boy. I want him to come out doing the finger yeah, right. Yeah, bang, bang. I just want him. I want him to do that. I just fucking want him. Even if it's fake, especially if he it's could fake. Even, like he if could even come bullshit. out and do um, do um, Lashley's pose where he bends over and smacks his ass. There you go. What if he does? What if he? What if he does the? Um, 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 oh fuck! 
Yeah. What if he does that, though? Goodbye and good night. And then points it to his butt. (laughs) 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 I, uh, I don't know if he was going to win in the first place, but I think after this all comes out, I... I think it'd be really hard for Vince to not let him win just so that it's not a thing, potentially, if it's a thing at all. Uh, ricochet. Maybe Samoa Joe is a little uh, not so eager to get too close. Did you wash your hands before this match? <laughs> um, I'm, Here, have again, a chocolate pretzel. As I said before, I don't see any championships <laughs> changing hands. And... Without a lengthy uh, program, which I don't think these two are in at all. No, this will be a fucking um, six minute. Without a lengthy program, in pro wrestling, I don't think a Ricochet should beat a Samoa Joe. Now, yes, a a Rey Mysterio can beat a Kevin Nash and a Blah can beat a Blah. And and a Rey Mysterio can beat a Samoa Joe. But, yeah, but there should be a program behind it. You know, there should be a... There should be three losses that Ricochet had, and then he overcomes the odds mm. and takes Samoa Joe because he's overly cocky, mm. you know? Like, Samoa Joe pins him five or six times during the match but pulls him up before three, you know? Yeah. I just... My, my thing is I heard a, a, an interview with Mustafa Ali before they had cut his name, and he had talked about how Vince McMahon looked at him. We're still fucking calling him Mustafa. <laughs> yes. Uh, Vince McMahon had been had been calling him his ultimate underdog and all of that. And so I I would assume maybe Vince would look at Ricochet as a little bit less of an underdog than, than Ali, Mustafa. Maybe. Fuck it, we're still calling him. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I like Ricochet. Uh, I think he can be faster than Samoa Joe, and I, I think that's a brilliant Ricochet. asset. If they gave them a good slot for a match and a good amount of time, um, I'm probably wrong, but I'm going Ricochet, yeah. I, I was surprised he got called up as soon as he did. I was surprised he didn't go to 205 Live. So, honestly, right now, the U.S. and uh, IC titles are where he should be. Yes. Even realistically, mm-hmm. me saying this. This is me. Um, and, and then in a few years, a couple years, few years, he can start being a main event guy. He has to prove it to everybody, you know? Yep. I only regret um, we'll never get to, to see us. him versus Neville or Pac. We don't know that. Dude. Never say never in pro wrestling. Oh, I will always say never. Neville could come back to WWE and Ricochet could end up going... Wherever the fuck Neville no, WWE is going to end up going no, up under in the next doing. three years, and Vince is going to freeze everybody's contracts, mm. never to free them to go wrestle anywhere else. And Neville's going to piss off every company he works <laughs> for and just never be able to fucking work I, I still want him and, and Austin Aries in a tag team together. That'd oh. be brilliant. <laughs> They're just going to just pout and walk they just, out. They, they walk to the middle match. of the ring, take a shit, and leave. Let's throw uh, Sammy Callahan in that boat now, too, but that's coming up later. But we'll never get to later if we don't get going now. (laughs) Well, we're almost out, Fat Mac. Coming in at possibly the first match on the card. I don't know because we don't know. Let's go with second. Um, That's the tag team match, not for championships. The New Day versus Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. And, of course, this is X Wood and Big E. No Kofi. Yes. You know what? I th- I think if I'm booking this, and I don't like 50-50 booking, but if Kofi Kingston's coming out on top, 
I think New Day can afford a loss here. I, I don't know what they're doing with Zayn and Owens. I didn't know they were back together. Um, so You know how that works. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever they're there, it's just there. But I love Zayn and Owens. I think they. I think this is going to be a really good match. This could be a sleeper oh, match. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one a lot. Um, I'm picking Zayn and Owens for no other reason than I don't think this match even matters. And I'm just saying, well, if one New Day member is going to win, WWE's 50-50 booking says the other members are going to lose. Yeah, I'm I'm going New Day just because. New Day, rocks. yeah, New Day does rock, and if New Day wins, it makes Kofi look even better. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are dirty, rotten heels, and they can afford to lose. Well, and you know, New Day is such an amazing tag team. Would it fucking piss Vince? I mean, is Vince that? Does he have that much hatred for the African Americans that he couldn't let New Day hold gold like all over, like be tag champs, and they, have Kofi they did that with uh, the United the, States the title and Big E when they first came on the scene? And well, I was gonna say, and let one of them, Big E or, or Xavier Woods, also have the U.S. or IC title. Like, like give them three different Do titles. I, I think you should. I think you should. Or what if Big E had a U.S. and Kofi It would be a great a, way to turn the whole faction slowly heel, too, if they all had all this gold and it, like, got to all their yeah. heads. Yeah. And you could get behind hating mm-hmm. them. Yep, and they can they can even cave in on each other at that point. Like, everybody just wants all of the gold because they have all of the gold. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that, let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. We're booking yes. it, Basie. And first and least... <laughs> WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Second time on a pre-show. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, <laughs> which you say it's second time on a pre-show. I didn't remember these two were a tag team, and I don't know how it happened. Versus Heavy Machinery, who WWE hasn't gotten behind at all. I think they're called the Champions of the Earth or something like that as their their tag team name. Earth. Well, did champion. Daniel make did Daniel make hemp and um, turquoise belts for them? They, they, um, no, probably not. Or is he just a fucking hypocrite? He's just, well, I mean, Shane's the best in the world, so their tag team is Earth's champion. Yeah, but but he made the hemp <laughs> and turquoise championship belt when he was the heavyweight champion. Yeah, no, I think he should still carry it around, personally. I, I'm right there, too. I think he should just wear that same belt as the tag championship. <laughs> like, not even like a Rowan new one. Doesn't, like, this Rowan doesn't get one. <laughs> he could give him, like, a fucking vine. <laughs> he gets... He gets a, a, a six-pack can ring, plastic can rings, like, tangled That's in his okay. beard. That's not okay! That's not okay! That's not okay! So, yeah, um, uh, Daniel, Bryan, and Rowan, I think, um, obviously, are the winners. No, they have the they have the tag, Raw Tag Team SmackDown. They have a championships. I don't know. I don't watch the shit anymore, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you and I, yeah, we're both going to go the team that we are now referring to as DBR. And I want to see them join up with Eric Cannon and become the DBR and PBR experience. There you go. Uh, which, by the way, folks, I got to see Eric Cannon. Rekindle your love. Talk with him for a while at uh, AWF show recently. It was the Town and Country Brawl. It was super fun. A great show. Uh, all ages, of course. It was outside. It ended up being a beautiful day. Had Father's so much day. fun. 
It was, yeah, it was Father's Day, and myself and my son and my father came along with me, the original Beef Taco, and we all had a blast. We all hung out. We had fun. Eric Cannon gave a shout-out to Beef Sticks Podcast. I didn't have my phone on me, so I wasn't able to do anything special, get even pictures, video, or, or audio, but um, if I was lying, I'd make up better shit than this, so <laughs> take my right. word for it. But a uh, shout-out to Eric Cannon he again. fingered my Eric butthole. Cannon. Eric Cannon did finger my butthole, but it was completely And now he's never coming on the podcast. Um, The thing I love, the thing that's great about independent wrestling pasty is that as the show is going on, they're bringing out shots of Jameson and Coors Lights to the referee and to the wrestlers (laughs) and to the... They're just walking out to the ring like, here, here. Before the match starts, Eric Cannon comes out with fucking six shots on a platter. And he goes to the ring. Not like in a, not like trying to make it obvious. He's kind of, you know, just kind of doing it nonchalant. Just brings it up. And two shots to the one wrestler, two shots to the other wrestler, two shots for the referee. All right, get at it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pro this wrestling, is wrestling, folks. Yes, this is wrestling. This is wrestling chat. Oh, I love it. Fun times. Shout out to AWF. We love the American Wrestling Federation. You can always check them out on YouTube or if you're in the Minnesota area on CW channel, whatever channel it is. I don't. So in the 80s, late 70s, 80s wrestling, did they bring out like cocaine on platters? (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, fuck. They did it all the time, buddy. Did it all the time. Pasty, we got a lot of news to try to digest. Oh, yes. I think we should bust it out, buddy. Yes, let's get right into it with this week's Savage Sentinel. Yes, that's right, folks. This week, 47-year-old luchador psychosis save wrestling promoter Danny Dugan, a.k.a. Danny Warren, from drowning during a trip. Drowning. Yes. Why'd you add an extra I don't D, know. buddy? It bothers me. Sinuses. Okay. <laughs> During a trip to an event, their car overturned into a flooded ditch. Oh, no. When the car started filling up with water, Psychoistus rushed to save Dugan, recalling the day. The modern-day hero is anything but humble. This is why I love Psychosis. He says, the Mexican Avenger, they call me. I think they'll <laughs> go about his daughter and... Uh, I think about his daughter and the family... I do what I do. That's it. Day after day. So with, if somebody calls me, I go. It's just fucking awesome. He just he, he completely shot a promo. Motherfucker, <laughs> you wore suspenders and rode a fucking lawnmower down to the ring in WWE. Oh. Well, they called him and he went. <laughs> they wanted their lawnmower and I went. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. Awesome that Psychosis did that. Um... I know, I'm sure the whole Dugan family is, is thankful. <laughs> I just love his quote. <laughs> they call me the Mexican Avenger. <laughs> Who fucking calls you that? Maybe Danny Dugan? <laughs> if somebody calls me, I go. <laughs> fucking Captain America over I love here. it. It's great, it's great. Uh, big news for WWE, Pacey, and even the pro wrestling world as a whole, to be honest. On Wednesday, ESPN announced the awards show focusing on excellence in sports, yes, the ESPY Awards, now features an award for pro wrestling for the first time ever. This is huge. This is gargantuan. And that 
award is best WWE moment, which is still cool. It's cool that pro wrestling is getting a shout out from a legit sports um, award show. It just lets you know how far actual sports have fallen. <laughs> that too. You can vote now at ESPN.com, folks, and I recommend you do. Show your support, show your love. The more votes they get, the more they realize there are wrestling fans out there that care. And I will let you know the nominees for this new award include... Now remember, this is the best WWE moment. Roman Reigns returns to WWE after battling leukemia. Becky Lynch wins the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 35. Kofi Kingston wins the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 35. And Ronda Rousey wins the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Well, obviously, Becky Lynch should win that, but Roman Reigns is going to. Roman Reigns is going to. (laughs) I mean, how do you bet against leukemia? Which, to this day, I'm still skeptical about. Not saying he was lying. I don't know. Like, you'd think if it was bullshit, he would have called, Moxley would have called it out since since leaving the company. But maybe maybe Mox wasn't in on it. What if it was strictly straight between the Anawai family and the McMahons? I guess it could be. I don't know. Well, I don't think... Yeah. Uh, hard mm. to say. Hard is the word. No, heart. Hard right now. Heart is the word. Heart. Yes. Brett the Hitman Heart has a new tag team partner in Corey Feldman. What? What? <laughs> That's right. The excellence of execution in his feature film debut and the Lost Boys star in Tales from the Dead Zone, slated for a 2020 release. Tales from the Dead Zone is about a medical examiner conducting autopsies on victims of a horrible car crash who imagines how they have lived their lives. The anthology takes links four terrifying stories together. The film is a throwback to films like Creepshow, Night Gallery, and of course, Tales from the Crypt. I would have never guessed Tales from the Dead Zone was a, a throwback to Tales from the <laughs> right. Crypt. This is kind of cool. This is kind of yeah. cool. Um, I either did or will share the poster on Facebook. I think I did. I think it's on our Facebook page already. I'll double check tonight. I can after definitely the show, see Bret Hart in some hokey, like, faux oh. horror shit. 100%. Oh, Bret Hart's pointing a gat at, at, at you through the poster. <laughs> He's ready to bust a cap, son. Oh, uh, this is cool. These are two, like, 90s, 80s icons. 80s, 90s icons right yeah. here. Bret Hart and Corey Feldman. Holy what shit. What a hell of a team. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. I am going to watch this. I am going to buy this. I am going to illegally download this. And I very well may sketch this in the news. Well, you finger your butthole to it. That's the real question. I can finger many buttholes. <laughs> I'll be fingering multiple buttholes. They might not all be mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could be they could be anybody's, but that's that's very X-rated and underground pasty. Which uh conveniently moves into our next story about X and underground. And no, we're not talking about DMX's underground heroin connections. We are talking that it has been announced that former stars of Wrestling Society X and Lucha Underground. They were two kind of niche wrestling shows that had, you could say that they were cults. They were cult classics. They had a a strong following of a few people. Lucha Underground, both Pasty and myself, fell in love with immediately. 
and it kind of wore itself out between multiple different reasons. Um, I honestly didn't get even through the first season, so. Well, there you go. But these two, these two former companies combined for a solo una noche, pasty. You know what a solo una noche is? Yes, of course. I took Spanish in eighth grade. That means one night only. It loosely translates to that. That's the American translation. Your mom loosely translates too, but that's a different story. It's almost like for one night or something like that, but it's a one night only. And this is a one night only of incredible matchups, pasty, at Expo Lucha on Saturday, August 17th in San Diego, California. The main event is worth your money alone, folks. Arguably the two biggest stars to emerge from Lucha Underground, the Lucha Brothers, Pentacero M and Ray Phoenix, go to war against the two stars whom Wrestling Society X was built around. Jack Evans and Teddy Hart. That'll be a great match. But weren't the Lucha Brothers exclusive to AEW in the States? I thought that they had that too. I I thought Lucha Brothers and Moxley were the ones (laughs) that were exclusive to the States. I don't think anybody's exclusive. I think um, I think of course, I swear we reported on everybody it. Everybody go listen. They, to they were exclusive to the states, and that that uh, AAA had yes, them for, for, for south of the border. That is what yes. they said. But everybody go and listen to the Stone Cold podcast and Tony Khan, and we're going to talk about that coming up here. But he basically said any of his talent, he's okay with working indie dates if it works around AEW. So long as it's not Moxley and, and Jericho guessing, for New Japan and the States. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm also guessing, Pasty, that this was probably set up prior to them signing, and like any yeah, good yeah. company would, they'd let Hold them your get the rest of their dates in. So, um, not only is that main event worth it, but the rest of the card contains the following matches. We got a four-way war with Juventud Guerrera, TJ Perkins, or IHOP TJP, as we like to call him, Ray Horace, and Flamita. That'll be a good one. There's also, yeah. We also got Drago and Aerostar versus Arrowboy and Septimo Dragon. Ooh, why aren't Aerostar and Arrowboy on the same team? And you know Drago what? and Septimo Dra- This is backwards as fuck. This is wrestling in reverse. This is wrestling in reverse, people! Why don't you listen? Um, the Mexican Avenger Psychosis hey. teams with Black Taurus and Demas to take on Daga, Ryan Kidd, and Tiago. They must have called him. The ultimate independent Joey Ryan teams with Ruby Rays to take on Peter Avalon and Christina Von Erie. She's badass, folks. We also have Los Luchas. That would be Phoenix Star and Zork versus Rockness, Yuma, and Good Time. This is going to be an awesome event. I hope it's taped. I hope I can find it somewhere. Um, But just in case, folks, if you're in that San Diego area around the August 17th, I recommend going here. I can't imagine tickets are, are horribly expensive. And this is going to be a show that's going to blow you away. I think I think both sets of wrestlers have something to prove because they're two different wrestling companies that they were kind of built around went down. Yeah, yeah, I think this will be real solid. And and I know for a fact we do have some listeners on the West Coast. So get your asses down to the show and let us know how it goes. I'm excited to hear about almost how like TJP the, uh, does. Yeah, almost like an ECW one-night stand, but for Lucha Underground and Wrestling Society. Yes. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Good stuff. And, of course, that will come and go, as do all things. And thusly, we enter our segment, The Comings and Goings. 
It's my Saturday night. Oh, I know. I, wasn't that your last night? That was my last <laughs> night. Last night, I had a, a, a bad issue with a jalapeno cheddar bratwurst, and I don't want to speak oh, about it. Oh. Ouch. Think TJP, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, uh, so... After 20 years away, the pride of Puerto Rico returns to New York City as the Caribbean champion Savio Vega steps into an MLW ring for the first time ever on July 25th. MLW CEO Court Bowers said of the signing, We're delighted to have Savio join MLW as a player slash coach. To have such a talented athlete and wrestling mind in our system will only benefit the league and its wrestlers. Vaga lit up New York City in the mid-1990s, teaming with Razor Ramon to form one of the most aggressive tag teams of the era. However, many know Vaga's ultraviolet alter-ego, TNT, who has caused havoc throughout the pro-wrestling world for decades. Now the barrel-chested Boruka looks to reignite some TNT as he explodes into Major League Wrestling. That'll be tasty. This is kind of cool. Good old Savio Vega. I haven't heard from him. Yeah, no, I haven't heard that name in a long time. (sighs) So this could be a good win for Major League Wrestling. People are obviously coming and going. Um, Somebody else who is coming back, making his return is the voice of our childhood, Pasty. And no, I am not talking about Chucky, who is now voiced by the Luke Skywalker. Mark that is Hamill, crazy. That is crazy to learn. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so awesome. I, and I love, for everybody that bitches about it, I love the new design. I think it looks so Dude, the better. whole Bluetooth has access to everything in your fucking house thing you is know? terrifying, and it's perfect uh, for this time. And it's semi-realistic. But, uh, yeah. um, No, we're not talking about him. We're talking about Tony Schiavone. Or as uh, Chris Jericho would say, Scavone. (laughs) Tony Schiavone is making his return to the MLW commentary booth this summer, pasty. Ow, ow! Schiavone expressed uncertainty about his availability for MLW in an interview with WrestleZone earlier this year. But... It looks like the two parties have worked it out. Shivani has been busy as hell. He's broadcasting for the minor league Atlanta baseball team, the Gwinnett Stripers, in addition to being a member of the Georgia Bulldogs radio network. And let's not forget his What Happened When podcast with Conrad Thompson. Add all of that to all the production work and events that he did for StarCast... This man, for being a lazy bastard, sure is fucking working his he ass off. He is the busiest lazy bastard does, out there. He doesn't even have a wedding to pay for anymore. <laughs> so what do you think is his conditions oh. were keeping me as far away from Cornette as you can? I don't want to announce the Probably. same shows that he's on. Oh, it would be sure. fun to hear I, them that, together, though. That, uh, that had to be it. And um, another person who is not going to be around Cornette at all. Um, is Sammy Callahan, Pasty. You want to let us know what happened? Yeah, him? this is insane, man. Sammy Callahan lost a Losers Leave Town match against Mans Warner on this week's MLW Fusion. 
There were plans for Callahan to return to MLW under a mask this summer. However, it appears that that won't be happening as a result of reckless, reckless behavior during the match. According to MLW CEO Court Bauer, Callahan's beef with Cornette was not the reason for his departure. Callahan caused thousands of dollars in damage to the Waukesha Expo Center during the brawl with Mance Warner. Two $15,000 bleachers were severely damaged, as well as property owned by the building. In addition to competing in-ring for MLW, Callahan worked behind the scenes as an agent. Bauer said, It makes it very, very difficult to return to the venue, which is disappointing, as I enjoyed working with Sammy. He was an agent and worked hard. The fans would have enjoyed the next chapter. I tell you what, the fans are going to enjoy any chapter Sammy Callahan goes forward into. And the fans are going to follow Sammy Callahan. Now, this is what happens when you I keep Sammy Callahan off the pay-per-view that we only got three matches of when this happened. <laughs> right? Which, by the way, folks, uh, um, the the next episode of that pay-per-view is, is currently on YouTube on MLW's Fusion, so... Um, check him out, uh, as, as well as the Sammy Hall- Callahan. So it sounds like he put stuff. on a really amazing badass match. <clears throat> but now, Pasty, before we went to air, but not enough time to um, actually get it put into the system, I had heard some new news. Um, this comes from Bodyslam.net. Um, haven't used them in the past. Don't remember hearing about them. I've heard of them a couple of times, but yeah, grain of salt here, folks. Yeah, exactly. But what it says is, and this includes Daga also, who we don't have on here. It says, so it's out there that Sammy Callahan and Daga are out of MLW. So in Sammy's case, the leaked rumor so far is Sammy damaged a venue in his match with Mance Warner, and that's why MLW was mad and they fired him. That's what we just said. It goes on to say, in reality, Jim Cornette had previously spoken to Sammy Callahan about saying all the horrible things he said about Sammy and his family. It was just hype for his podcast, and that maybe the two of them could work <laughs> together and make money, but Sammy said, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. When Jim Cornette made his comments about Sonny Kiss and his appearance on AEW's Double or Nothing, which, folks, we're not going to repeat those comments no. here. If you want to look into it, do it, but it's not cool, especially... I mean, it's not cool ever, but come on. This is the month of fucking acceptance. Anyways, that was when Sammy made the decision that he was going to spit water on Cornette on his way out to the ring. Cornette had a hissy fit that he was spit (laughs) on, so MLW decided to stop using Sammy for a while, is the key word here in this one, to let things cool down for the foreseeable future, especially while Cornette, again, this is key, is still there. So it almost sounds like he could come back and maybe Cornette might be on his way Well, I mean, out. Cornette did say he now, just he didn't have anything really on paper. He was just going to be there to help them for... Yeah, and I won't miss him. No. I won't miss him. I love Cornette as a manager. He's an amazing manager, and that's where he, he should, should stay. stay. I think he should stay away from anything current wrestling. Uh, I agree. Now, it's Tessa not, Blanchard, it's not the world for him anymore. It, it, it isn't. He needs, you need to evolve. Um, now, about Daga, as it mentioned, Tessa Blanchard is dating Daga, and she told PW Insider um, that one of his goals was to get more work this year inside the United States, 
and there was concern that the MLW situation would lead to other promotions thinking Daga couldn't be trusted to take dates in the state. She felt that there was a belief in MLW that Daga didn't take um, a certain date in a, uh, a certain date for them because he was more comfortable staying in Mexico. However, according to her, Daga ended up going to Mexico not for a show, but for Ray Phoenix's son's christening. Um, so, not sure what to make of that. There's two different stories there. Again, also, um, I love MLW. They're kind of looking on the negative end on both yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah. To me, I guess I knew it wasn't going to be all rainbows and sunshine when they brought Cornette in in the first place. Like, yeah, he's got an so important place in the history of wrestling, but <clears throat> I can't yeah. stand him. Anyways, so that's the uh, that's the the current poop on Sammy Callahan and Daga. Yes, indeed. It's really it's it's back and forth. There's two different sides. It could go either. It's super manic, pasty. It is, just like Maria Manic. Whom Ring of Honor has officially signed to a deal. Manic is a four-year veteran who was originally trained by Damian Wayne. Not Damon Wayne's. <laughs> <laughs> Which would also that be would cool. be awesome. <laughs> She's gained a lot of traction over the last year, transforming herself into an extremely powerful brawler who battles both men and women consistently. It's always a good thing. I'm looking forward to seeing yes. her there. I don't know anything about this girl. This is the first yeah, time, this is the first time I've heard her name as well. But that's a good thing for Ring of Honor. Everybody needs to quick and hit the hit the minor leagues, hit the hit them local indies and, and swoop up all that delicious talent who's gonna bring you a lot more money than they're gonna get paid. I think I think all of these uh quote unquote indie federations are really learning that now's the time to strike and uh I think people are looking at everybody now, every organization. There's you diehard WWEs that only want to watch WWE, which is fine. Those ones, they're starting to really upset me. (laughs) But then there's people that are just like, okay, I want to watch this. Oh, okay, this person's also in this one. I want to watch this. And then they see someone they've never heard of before, like Maria Manic, and they're like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to get in there. So it's cool. One thing I do have to say, um, my son's mother, I talk about her every now and then. She's a pro wrestling fan. I got her into it. Um, she's always been a WWE. Anytime, you know, when I was a uh, diehard TNA, back when I only watched TNA and ROH, she didn't want to hear anything about it. And as it went on, MLW, she didn't care, you know, Ring of Honor, nothing. She, she doesn't give a crap. Lucha Underground, New Japan. And, um... She told me she is super looking forward to this fall for AEW's new show, and she's going to be watching it weekly. I was like, that's awesome. awesome. That is cool that there is another alternative for mainstream wrestling fans. Because that's what she is. She she isn't going to go and watch these New Japan or Ring of Honor, this, that, or the other. She's a mainstream wrestling fan. And back, like, with uh, WWE and WCW, that was the first time I realized this could be a new WWE-WCW. Yeah. In, in the long yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it feels more and more like that all the time. Like, in the beginning, we're like, there's a chance it could go in that route. <laughs> but it, it solidifies itself week after week, I think. 
and more and more people are coming on the bandwagon and it's just it's it's amazing there's there's more and more fans there's more and more wrestlers more and more companies they're gonna have it's like a fucking octopus out here with tentacles all <laughs> over the fucking place just everywhere and, and pasty to be honest talking about ring of honor talking about tentacles um this is not a hente move trust Damn me it. folks as well as signing manic ring of honor has also re-signed the octopus jonathan gresham to does he have eight arms damn it but he can tie you up like hell he's a hell of a wrestler's wrestler it's reported that he has moved to baltimore to assume a more active role within the roh dojo which is basically roh's equivalent to wwe's pc and for anybody who's watched Jonathan Gershom and knows him as a wrestler's wrestler, he's an awesome guy to have as your coach because he will teach these folks how to do the in-ring wrestling stuff. And there's other people that tell them how to do the more um, storytelling and, and psychology stuff. Good stuff. As well as that, Scarlett Bordeaux is no longer with Impact Wrestling. The promotion confirmed Tuesday that they have released the 28-year-old Chicago native from her contract. If you remember, we reported last month that she and boyfriend Killer Cross had asked for their release. As of this recording, Cross is still under contract, but PW Insider reports that Cross will continue working for the company as they are not planning on giving him the release due to the fact that there has been heat on Cross, who has also worked as a producer for Impact for speaking out against the company recently. I mean... I think that's the wrong No, move. yeah, yeah. You're not the right company to play the Vince McMahon card, I don't think. No. <laughs> if, if they're not happy, let them yep. go. It's just that's going to that's gonna hurt trying to get people assigned to you in the future more than anything. And I guess as somebody who's not a big Killer Cross fan, I'm like no fucking right. loss. Me personally. I'm just not his fan. But even if he's not, it's like don't have... Don't have negativity in your locker room. Yeah. If he's not happy, let him go. Fuck it. You know, get you know, get your money back. If he's if he's violating his contract, then take everything back and, and get what you can financially from him. That's your right as a company also. And I'm okay with that. But fuck you, let AJ Styles go. Get rid of Killer Cross. Um I don't have a great segue into this next one, but this is the last one on the comings and goings, so here we go. According to a story reported by Voices of Wrestling, and later confirmed by Jeremy Lambert of Fightful, Davey Boy Smith Jr. is done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Smith Jr. has enjoyed success with the promotion, including three reigns as IWGP Tag Team Champion with Lance Archer, but according to Lambert, he'd grown disgruntled with the way the company has used him lately. Smith Jr. currently works for both New Japan Pro Wrestling and MLW on per-appearance deals and is not contracted to Hey, he's, he's better off with MLW, I think. You know, they got an opening. They just lost two big-time guys. Yep. There you go. <sighs> so when you come and go and come and go, eventually you're going to trip and fall, and then you get injured and land right in the midst of our injury report. Happens. And it happened to Colt Cabana, who's suffering from a hematoma on his quadriceps, which has resulted in a loss of strength in his leg. So he has pulled himself off of his bookings in order to heal. The injury happened two weeks ago. 
Cabana is slated to team with NWA champion Nick Aldis on next week's Ring of Honor Best in the World pay-per-view against the Briscoes. There's no word whether this issue may have a ripple effect on that match. I was pretty excited that for that would be match, a good so fucking I'm, match. Part of me is hoping he follows through on it, and part of me is like, he's not going to be the cabana I want to watch in it. So Just what have I, him tour it, with Orange Cassidy. They can do some good safe work together. There you go. What interested me is that tag team match was going to be the Briscoes against NWA champion Nick Aldis and Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana, who is NWA national champion. So it was against two NWA champions, you know. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Almost a ROH versus um, NWA. Uh, the Briscoes would win still. <clears throat> I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I it, would, would, be, be it would be an amazing match to watch. I just want to watch the Briscoes fight anybody. Briscoes Usos, I, I think, is, is right boys. now top of my like dream match bucket list. I would say uh, I'll pull one better and say uh, Briscoes and Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that just that I seems that so feasible. It seems so feasible, like that. That to me, that's it's going to happen. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that's not so much a a fantasy match as a match that will probably happen. Here's the, the real future. question: yeah. Do you think the Briscoes will stay with ROH forever, or do you think they will be in AEW eventually? Part of me says that they're the stings of ROH. They've really just always been down home boys, and and the one of the biggest things is I think it depends on who's willing to work around their schedule. Remember, they are and don't laugh, folks. Full time chicken farmers, <laughs> and they take that seriously. And their their wrestling schedule works around their chicken schedule. This. <laughs> A lot of people are listening to this thinking I'm joking right now because I love the deadpan jokes. But this is completely serious. They're chicken farmers. That is that is their first job is chicken farming. That's so funny that the job that actually pays you a lot of money is like secondary. <laughs> well, nobody said they make more money doing that, but that's their passion. I they, just, they I just like imagine talk. them on like a small plot of land like strategy. <laughs> With his ten chickens, and that's that's the, that's their allotment of chickens to raise. That's the that's the brisket. But they're the most important much ten chickens. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a oh, much it, larger. It uh, should be. It should be. That. It <sighs> should be. And, and what else should be is uh, safe to work with Sarah Logan. But before this week's Monday Night Raw, pasty WWE taped their latest main event show, and during the taping, Dana Brooke took on Sarah Logan in a singles match. But the match was called off early when the referee gave the dreaded X signal after Dana Brooks's face was busted wide Sure, open. you let Goldberg continue. I know. Dana Brooke was bleeding heavily over her left eye, but she appears okay now, and she left the ring I wanted to go back and find that match. I never did take the effort, but I saw a picture of her with the color. That was pretty, pretty impressive bleeding. I see, yeah, I seen a picture of her busted up holding her face, and uh, yeah. I think it's bullshit. They called Good the match her. off. I still think Dana Brooke has a huge future. Seriously, like uh, even after I, Cody Rhodes and Dustin, like wouldn't you wanna? Wouldn't you wanna kind of capitalize on any color you got? Right. Well, I mean, I guess it's a main event show, so it's not as important. But uh, Dana Brooke, she could. She Who knows? Could be so main great event could be WWE's top rated show in the next year. Sarah Logan, of course, um, 
they're just they're not they're they're gonna just waste her we know they're gonna waste her she was crazy mary dobson and now she's wrestling dana brooke on main event i'd wrestle dana brooke on main event pasty get your head out of your pants buddy. it's my finger but okay okay but you know what it's time for the weekly elite dirt i got sheet. some dirt on these sheets if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that John Moxley will not be on the first fight night of the G1 Climax Tournament in Dallas, Texas on July 7th. In- instead, Moxley will join the tour in Japan beginning on July 13th. According to Wrestling Observer Radio, the reason Moxley won't be on the Dallas show for NJPW is that All Elite Wrestling is not permitting him to work NJPW shows in the United States. Which is pretty rough, especially when it doesn't, like, work against anything you have going on at the time. This is getting, uh, this is getting I mean, right here, right now, we could be getting to a partnership between the two. Granted, you know, AEW totally boned Ring of Honor, but, man, (laughs) I, I don't know, I... It would be huge for New Japan to have Moxley on the on the on the card in America. But I'd like to think they'll do just fine without. Oh, they will. That that's not the issue. I don't think they're losing anybody. It's not a good business by not having them there. But it's it makes AEW look very WWE like. Yeah. When they kept talking shit about when WWE would pull people and this and that and you know, um, we made a big deal out of poor Conrad Thompson when Undertaker wasn't able to go there, you know, and it's like, it's New Japan. I mean, they're not even an American right. market. They're not an American market. They're, they're doing American shows. They're not an American market. Um, I mean, I guess if your biggest worry it, is he hasn't had a real match in your company yet and you're worried that he would outshine the impact he's already had. For, for a different company in America. But at but the same time, yeah, anybody... I don't think the threat is real. Chris Jericho, I mean, well, is, is, you know, works both. And I don't think he'd be a threatable, credible threat either on American soil when that's not an American company. Realistically talking, though, is there anybody watching the first night of the G1 Climax that isn't also, like, who isn't also watching New Japan right, program? Right. Which Moxley has mm-hmm. been on. Like, you're not getting any new watchers at, at all. Maybe some new people in the live attendance, but that's not going to hurt Yeah, they'll, they'll still sell tickets what, without what, what did Meltzer say about this? Uh, he said, John Moxley's deal is AEW has rights in the United States. He is free to work New Japan when it doesn't conflict with AEW, and he's allowed to be in the G1. It's fine, but not United States shows. AEW didn't allow for that. This just... I have so much faith in AEW, but there's a few things that they do that just really make me wonder. I'd like to think it's just smart business, but... That's the problem, is they are a big-time business, and they're owned by people who make businesses, and to be a profitable and productive business, you do have to put business first. And I'm not a... 
I, I don't own a business. So I, I really, I can only look at this as a fan. And as a fan, I look at it as you're kind of spitting in the face of the AEW fans. But I, I don't know everything. I don't know. No, I, I just look at it as the same as global politics. It's all these countries holding on to their hard throbbing nukes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, we got a lot of AEW news coming out of the recent Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Oh, yeah, Steve. this was a good one. When asked about AEW's touring schedule <laughs> on his podcast, AEW President Tony Khan replied, We're going to get out and we're going to travel across the United States and we're going to travel outside of the United States eventually. But I'm initially focused on traveling inside the United States and doing the kind of wrestling show nobody has done in a long time, if ever. And he followed with, nope, probably never before. So uh, so that's good to know. Um, he had mentioned he isn't big on house shows, which is good also. I mean, from a Everything business Everything should sense. have a point. Yeah, I mean, remember when uh, Eric Bischoff took over WCW... When it was failing, and before he made it profitable, one of his biggest things was cutting out house shows because they're not profitable. Uh, also on Steve's podcast, Khan mentioned a tournament that will be used to crown AEW's inaugural tag team champions. We're going to establish a great tag team division, Khan boasted. When we launch our weekly television show in the fall, we're going to be doing a tag team tournament that's going to have some of the greatest tag team matches ever on TV. Continue, continue to talk about the possible format for the tournament. It's going to be the main focus of our TV. There will be teams competing to get a first round buy in the tournament, which is a big deal. We'll have some of the best tag teams in wrestling competing for our tag team champions coming up this fall. But having the best tag team division in wrestling isn't just for the men. They will also have a women's tag team division. During the same interview with the Rattlesnake, Khan in revealed AEW will have a women's tag team belt to go with the planned women's championship, which will be unveiled at All Out, folks. He goes on to say, I want to focus on a serious main event picture, both in the singles and tag team picture. And then when we establish the women's angles, you know, this may be the first time that it gets announced. But just so you know, eventually we will establish women's tag team title. And focusing on women's single, singles and the women's tag team title, he continued, I'm not going to pretend we're not going to do it when we talk about being serious about tag team wrestling. That's good. I'm excited and you should. About you should. If you're going to establish a division... Yeah, another tag team. Do it now and don't do it 20 years down the road like WWE. Well, and you think about it. You got you got the Young Bucks in charge. You got Kenny Omega in charge. You got Cody Rhodes in charge. When you think of Young Bucks, they are mm. a tag team. When you think of Cody Rhodes, he's been a tag team guy most of his professional career. People forget he started in WWE. And he started with Ted DiBiase Jr., and he worked with Randy Damian Orton. Sandow. And then he worked with Damian Sandow. And then he worked with uh, Goldust. I for liked a short his time. gimmick with, when he was with Damian Sandow when he had the plastic mask and he put bags on people's heads. I loved that. That was right? Cody Rhodes at his best in WWE. 
and you got Kenny Omega who got his got big with the Golden Lovers with him and, and um, Kota Ibushi. So it's like these are tag team guys that are running. And the hearing show. that the show is going to be heavily focused I mean, on the tag team division, it, it's got me even more excited than I was before. You talk about Chris Chris Jericho, who who doesn't have any behind the scenes play, but is a main event guy. He only became big when he was uh, teamed with Lance Storm as the Thrill Seekers. That is correct. Of course, they started out in I believe Smoky Mountain Wrestling, or um, I think it was Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and then went to ECW, and they were the Thrill Seekers, and they were amazing. And that's how um, Eric Bischoff found him. And Eric Bischoff brought him in and made him a huge star. And then he went to WWE and made himself a huge... He made himself a huge star in WCW. He made himself a huge star everywhere. So, yeah, these are all tag team guys. For sure. I, I'm i excited about the focus on tag team wrestling. It's going to be really good, and it's going to be very refreshing. And the focus on women's wrestling, if, if they follow through. Right, yeah, you can if. say stuff. But... Granted, thus far, AEW has more than backed up everything they've said, so I've got no reason to doubt them. A bit. Not yet. I think um, they have a, I, I will say, if you give Impact slash TNA any credit, one thing you got to say is they set the bar for promoting your women yeah. wrestling. I don't think there's ever been a stronger women's wrestling con- contingent than the entirety of impact slash and what impact did for Um, women's wrestling was great because it showed off that they can be strong and athletic and still sexy where wwe seems like it's only one or the other yeah it's the only reason we got the women's revolution Mm -hmm. in wwe was because of gail kim and velvet sky and awesome kong and um oh um Serena Deeb and oh so many so many there's there's too many to count Mickey James and Tara and it just goes on and on and on I'm missing out a bunch <laughs> but yeah for sure but pasty I think it's time to have oh, some yeah. fun I think we have enough time we to do have, have some time fun. to have some fun and actually we're going to be exposing our fun earlier. to all of you Oh, man. Pasty, you got to be careful. I did that one time, and now every time I move, I have to go door to door with a sheet of what paper. What did you do that anyway? Well, I, uh, yeah. The problem is, the biggest problem is, if, if anybody's ever been through this before, they tell you you have to go door to door with a sheet of paper. Nowhere in the court order does it say you have to have <laughs> That just opens up a whole other can of worms. there, folks. <laughs> That's what I said. The system is a vicious cycle. System of a down, man. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, it is time to expose the fun house. Because it turns out there may be more to Bray Wyatt's Firefly Fun House than we had initially thought. Yes, Ooh. isn't that that's a great feeling. It like washes over you like bourbon and coke. I don't know why. It'd be so cool if we could uh, tie this into what we were just talking about, like with tag team wrestling and Chris Jericho and Lance. I think we can manage that. The thrill seekers. Oh fuck! <laughs> if anybody could do it, you well, can do it. You're the king. Former of WWE wrestler Lance Storm on Figure Four Daily oh! with Brian Alvarez. Yeah, nailed it. 
He asserted that the majority of what has been shown on screen contains more subtext than what fans may have initially realized. He says, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't the writers making fun of Vince McMahon right in front of his nose with those segments? The Firefly Funhouse is the WWE. The opening segment is, we're really glad that you're our friend. This is a friendship that will never, ever end. And Bray keeps doing the, let me be the light. I'll show you the way. Then all of the skits are all inside complaints about the company. Now, this is interesting. This is right up here. It, it is. And I went back I and I rewatched, this. and it's totally 100% feasible that this is the writers. <laughs> they signed Vince off on this great, brilliant idea to do a kid's show thing, and they're telling Vince the way it is, and he'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Do they got anything oh, more yeah. to go off of? Storm then broke down the events that have transpired on the Fire 5 Funhouse over the past few weeks, comparing the characters that have appeared in the Funhouse with situations that have occurred in real life. Ooh. There was the husky pig that was eating too much, and it's like, you'll never get a push because you're a fat slob. There was the buzzard who ate the yeah. rabbit and ate up his own... What? <laughs> there was the buzzard that ate the rabbit and ate up his own to get ahead and was rewarded for it. Okay, yeah, that sounds like WWE. In the last one I saw, Bray bludgeoned the rabbit with a hammer because he was revealing the secrets on why or on what really happens in the Firefly Funhouse. It was Dean Ambrose. Vince. All of these skits are all of the stories inside the background of WWE. The Firefly Funhouse is the WWE, he reiterated. Oh, it's shit. not done yet. <laughs> the one video I saw, Bray's hammering a sign on the door, and it says, Abandon all hope, ye who exit here. It's threatening people. If you leave WWE, then you can abandon all hope. These skits, if Vince realizes what they are, I'm like, why would you put them out there? If he doesn't, then the writers are laughing their asses off that they're able to get this stuff on television. It's probably oh, 100%. <laughs> They even have a Vince what, McMahon with Devil Horns puppet on the show now. That, that's, it's crazy. And, and what's funny is, um, I, I don't think we mentioned it on the show, but in the last couple of weeks, there's been news coming out that Vince has been trying to keep talent in WWE by saying, if you leave WWE, then there is no hope for you. As a wrestler, like once you leave, if you go to AEW or anywhere else, you're, you're done. You'll never make money. You'll never prosper. Uh, that's the whole uh, abandon all hope. Ye who exit here. Exactly. Yep. We're really glad that oh. you're our friend. And this is a friendship that will never, ever end because we'll never let you out of your contract if you don't want to work. That is just uh. too much. I, I love this. It, it might just be. It might be looking for what you want to see, but damn if it doesn't fit perfectly. It's so good. It's so, so much. Good. And let's hope Vince never finds out if he doesn't get it already. <laughs> because oh, Bray Wyatt will be done. Well, you can't blame him. I, I can't imagine he's writing these segments. It's nice to know the writers feel the same way as the superstars, though. Oh. I mean, any... If you listen to any podcast with a, quote, former WWE writer, it's never positive. 
they they get treated like shit. And the biggest problem is they're just not wrestling writers most of them. Right. But this is cool. This it's is great. Cool. I love this. I I want to believe it's true. If it's not true, I'm still just gonna have fun with it. You know, oh it's yeah, like Sasquatch. I know it's not true. <laughs> I'll live but it I till I die. Him. Yes. <laughs> I'll still watch Harry and the Hendersons. Be damned. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Good stuff. And hey, we made it on time this oh. week. Man, <laughs> if we put it in reverse, what if we just air the show completely there we in go. reverse? And then they could just download it and put it right themselves. Put a little bit of effort. I mean, it's right there in the title, Wrestling in Reverse. You know what you're getting yourself into. I think they should. I think they should. But anyways, yeah, we made it through. It was good. Awesome show. Pacey, you did amazing on the game. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to bring uh, it to you sometime in the near future. Oh, I can't wait for it either. We're ready for WWE's worst pay-per-view of 2019. You know, I'm kind of on the fence of not watching this one. It's very rare that I oh, say that. I'm with but you. at the same I'm, point, AEW's got Fighter Fest coming out the day after we get to start playing Mario Maker 2. So it's like, eh, I can toss a pay-per-view here and there to the side. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Mario Maker 2. Oh, gonna it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Of time. With that being said... I hope you all enjoyed the show. Yes. As a matter uh, of fact, we're really glad that you're our friends. <laughs> and this will be a friendship that will never, ever end. Yes. Now, close your eyes and, I'm going to expose and insert myself. your fingers into your anus. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 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 <laughs>